everyone and thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'm joined by Aaron Lee, aka Airports. Welcome to Hot Singles, man. Hey man, thank you very much for having me. No, our pleasure, man. Um, we've got a lot to chat about tonight. I mean, brand new single, You Feel It Too's dropped just recently, but the way we like to kick things off on the show is to, to get inside the mind of our artists and, and suss what's been spinning on your playlist. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, cool. Did you uh, you want to hear what I've been listening to? I'll have That's to look it, at man. my playlist, actually. Okay, so what I've got. Well, I'm I'm more of like on the pop side of pop. <laughs> sense. Um, like I know a lot of Aussie artists. It's sorry, not a lot, but like there there's a lot of pop, but there's also a lot of like indie kind of like in our country in in the mainstream mm. uh, of pop. Like I'd say mainstream pop in australia is almost um not as commercial um overtly as say like the us so i guess i just want to establish that i i really am into like polished pop music um doesn't have to be cheesy just well done you know (laughs) so um (laughs) but in saying that i'm just i'm just stalling while i look at what i've been listening to (laughs) um so there's actually an artist from the states uh named riley r-i-l-e-y and he uh just released an album called los angeles uh spelled l-o-s-s like loss like at a loss um he had the i'm not sure if you're familiar with black bear he's like a pop singer rapper from the states as well so he just had black bear on that album as well as one of the features and um yeah riley's like pretty underground uh kind of pop rapper singer kind of like post malone vibe very yeah. like post malone black bear vibe um yeah and he's been kind of like one of my favorite indie artists in that genre for a while now and i've actually got him on an upcoming single of my own actually as a feature too but i just really love his album like i've been listening to it a lot so there's him um new 1975 as well their album uh new russ who's a rapper from the states as well um what else what else new the midnight who like an 80s synthwave kind of band midnight we chat about um, them heaps on the show they're so cool oh really cool yeah, yeah your, your logo has that kind of look yeah their um their whole sort of aesthetic and all their it. music's just unreal yeah it's mad big fan yeah i've tried to make my aesthetic um with my visuals and stuff or, or at least some of it or like the artwork i do very like 80s um sci-fi mm. film like movie poster kind of vibe and so i love what they do with like the whole retro throwback 80s thing um mm. they just they're just so on point i was gonna say with with your design in particular like it, it's very much that like movie design and almost like nostalgic yeah nostalgic 80s like um, almost like you see in the horror movie posters and stuff like that as well. Yeah, the, that's exactly yeah. what I'm into. Like, I, I love those. Like, because growing up, I would go to like Video Easy or Blockbuster or whatever with dad, and, and I just get like, I didn't even watch many horror movies. I just got lost looking, like, mesmerized by the artwork in like the horror section. Um, mm. Like, the airbrushed kind of 80s movie posters were just so epic and i think because we're in like the you know you said yourself you do a bit of design um the digital design age um 
I, I just miss that kind of like authenticness in movie posters where they make it look really airbrushed and like super epic and it makes mm. it look like iconic and I just love that. So I try to kind of put a bit of that into my, my visuals. Yeah, it definitely reflects, man. And and when you dig through your, your discography, I guess, is not it's sort of still what they call it in the, the digital age, I suppose, but there's a lot of diversity going on in your sound, everything from sort of pop rock in your early work to a bit of rap and then this really cool dream pop sound that you've got at the moment. But for, for you growing up, who were some of your favourite artists? Because I can imagine... I guess from your work, there's a heap of different artists sort of scattered in there that inspired the sound. Yeah, like exactly what you said, where it's a bit all over the place. That's because I um, I have so many like influences, and I was in I was part of so many different like projects and all different genres. Um, so <clears throat> my dad is actually a, a country uh, rock and roll singer, and, and but then I really got into like. Uh, like Michael Jackson and stuff when I was young he was kind of like the first pop artist that I really caught on to because the music was just so out there and different and um, innovative and and like so well done Um, so I I really got into like a lot of um, I guess pop but also like funk and then growing up in school I was like in in punk rock bands like I, I fell in love with like pop punk um, I was in like Blink cover bands and then I got into hip hop and DJing and turntablism. I learned how to DJ and produce. And at the same time that I was like in punk bands, I was in a hip hop group and I was also um, learning to DJ and produce like EDM and electronic music. So I kind of had, I guess you would call it like punk rap and dance music all at the same yeah. time through most of my upbringing. And then I eventually became a pop producer after having like a DJ career, I was like touring as a club DJ for a long time. So I've kind of gone everywhere with it, but that's exactly what I believe airports is. It's like, it can, I can transition between a few different sounds under the pop banner. Um, yeah. So I guess now I'm still like through the releases that are out, I'm trying to find my more like core sound. And I think, I think it's it's getting there like i've got more releases on the way that will kind of like further fortify that but um for now it's just been really cool to be able to put a few different things out and people still like it um which is Mm. nice yeah absolutely man and i was actually gonna ask i mean sonically you feel it too is quite similar and in the same realm as don't sleep anymore and and, and, you know, there's definitely an evolution from that earlier stuff to, um, well, from the earlier stuff to, to now. But I guess for, for you, you said you're, you're trying to find the sound. Um, do you, yeah, how do you sort of, how do you, how do you know when you find your sound? Like how, was there just a moment where you're like, yeah, this is, this is, this is sick? I think like as an artist you never find your sound and stay there because you are you grow as a person you evolve your taste and, and your creativity evolves so there's never really like a sound i think there's just a sound for an error so um don't sleep anymore was like and you feel it too were actually both done a few years apart 
but you feel it too i did like a year ago but it only just got released like i started it a year ago and don't sleep anymore i did like two years ago um yeah i just kind of polished them and released them recently but then even more recently some of the songs that i've got in the pipeline for later in this year are more recent and i feel like those songs are the ones that and my now sound if that makes sense they're, they're kind of yeah. like they're still it still kind of like feels like the songs that are out um there's a bit of like hip-hop there's a bit of like more cleaner more melodic pop uh like like you feel it too and then there's but i feel like they're a bit more punk if that makes sense i mean you haven't heard them yet but like <laughs> that's what they will sound like <laughs> so i think i'm like yeah look i can't if if I can't even explain where I am sonically, but I know, I just know that a few of the songs I have coming out uh, this year are like a lot more me. And when I say me, I mean original. Like I don't, I don't know of any other songs that sound like this, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, not to my own horn, but like just trying to, you know, do something that's a little different. Whereas you feel it too can easily kind of be pocketed into like, Laney, Trace Vaughn, kind of those vibes. Um, Don't Sleep Anymore. For me, I kind of referenced Joji. So that was like, I mean, it may not be obvious, but to me, it's very obvious that I referenced a Joji kind of vibe and his, his stuff a while ago. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know. That's just. No, that's all right. I think from what sort of we've um, discovered talking to different artists as well, there's always just an uh, I guess an emphasis on evolution and just writing music that you want to hear. That's right. Yeah, exactly right. So when I was young, like in high school, I remember I had a mate who was older and he, he wasn't like an artist, like out there releasing the distributed music or anything. But I remember one day, like he just made music for himself, for, like as a hobby. Um, and one day he like picked me up in his car and he rocked up and he was listening to his own music. And this is before I was, I was like an artist. So I didn't really get it then, but uh, this stuck with me forever. He was listening to his own songs when he rocked up in the car. And I was like, dude, you listen to yourself singing. That's weird. And he's like, nobody can make the music you want to hear except you. And that just like stuck with me forever. Yeah. And now as an artist, I'm like, yeah, that's literally right. So when I'm happy with something I do, I'm not ashamed to like listen to it on repeat because I'm, I'm so happy I did it because I'm like, no one else has made this song and I got to make it exactly how I wanted. I mean, it sounds like a bit of a control freak thing, but um, it's just, I guess it's a self-satisfying thing in the artwork. Yeah, I mean, you've got to be proud of your own work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, onto the single. Um, it, it does seem to draw a lot of inspiration from you know, the, the, I guess the, the Laney and, um, even sort of, it's got sort of Chase Atlantic vibes to it as well, but. Oh, okay, cool. You know, Chase Atlantic. Yeah. Cause they have Brisbane <laughs> boys as well. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. They're, um, they're blowing up overseas. They're doing very well for themselves, but, um, yeah, I, no, they're, I, they're, they're actually one of my favorite bands because they've done something for Australian artists that nobody here has done. And they've crossed a very U S sound, but have kept mm. their own characters and voices and i i yeah like i'm i'm really into their work i th i think what they've achieved for australians uh, especially 
being completely under the radar in what you would call the Aussie scene, um, they've mm. done really well. So, yeah, like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, personally, I I love them as well. They're one of my favorite bands, and I caught them not too long ago in Brizzy, and it was just insane. Like, they were playing a tiny <laughs> yeah. room in comparison to what they probably should play, but it was the energy was unreal. Um, mm. no, that's awesome. But, yeah, back to you though. Um, as well as the song being super catchy, I did read there's a bit of a an interesting story behind the the lyricism and how everything came about. But I guess for the <laughs> the the unaware listener, can you give us a bit of a backstory into that? Yeah, so you feel it too. I um, I was writing it with a mate uh, who's actually an artist as well. His name's Future Strangers. He's from Melbourne, and we were writing and we were like for some reason writing a song about our relationship with depression and that kind of like dark cloud that can hang over you um in life sometimes and we're like let's write a song kind of like a love song to our depression like about it sounds like it's a relationship but it's actually about a relationship that's really negative with a vice or something that we battle with um but while i was writing it i I wrote a few words in, uh, they became the pre-chorus lyrics. Um, and I kind of got really emotional because I realized that they were quite positive lyrics. And I realized that I was writing it about my girlfriend and I was like, okay. And now these are like positive kind of love lyrics that I, I guess I haven't been able to express um prior and now i'm really confused because the song we're meant to be writing about a relationship with depression but now we're writing it about like someone that i love so um the song turned into like a really interesting duality because we ended up writing it in a way where you can interpret it as a positive love song or a relationship song with something or someone that's toxic so um yeah if you if you go through and 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 listen like uh, you know, like the, the lyrics in the pre-chorus is, I've been losing my faith, so I stumble your way, stumble your way, I'm yours. Um, and that's kind of like giving in, like giving in. And I, and to me, I was writing it like a positive, like I'm, I'm giving in to love. But if we flip it and look at it from like the relationship with, say, depression, it's like I'm, I'm giving in to this problem or addiction or feeling. Um, and yeah, the whole whole song's kind of like that and, and saying to the listener, like, I know you feel it too. Like whether that's, I know that you feel love for me, like I do for you, or I know that you feel this battle, like all of us feel this battle, or a lot of us feel this thing we're battling with. Mm. So, yeah, I thought I thought it was an interesting one. I I, I like that it came out that way, and it was all very organic and natural the way it came out too. Yeah, that's a really cool concept as well, and obviously, being able to sort of look at it in that sort of dual concept if you will would definitely uh help fans i guess engage with it on whatever level they deem or however they feel i guess but uh, no that's really cool man um yeah and then i guess as a as a pop sort of artist and and producer um in the in the genre and the music scene broadly they're there seems to be, I guess, a an ongoing debate about singles versus albums and, and short attention spans of audiences nowadays. But as an artist who's 
mainly release singles yourself. I guess, from your perspective, do you think there's a need for albums anymore? Um, as a listener, yes. As a newer pop artist, maybe not at the moment. So, like, I mean, really, it's it's subjective to the situation. So, if you've got like a really great fan base, um, a lot of attention, a lot of listeners, you can probably afford to do a bigger body of work because you you have that attention. Whereas if you're new, you need to garnish interest through one song at a time to make sure that you're building a fan base and and kind of like funneling all of your your hits to one song at a time um i mean for me right now i i I am doing singles at the moment although i look at my discography and i'm like i actually wish i had more newer music for people to listen to um so they can really understand and connect more with the the project and and me um so i i'm probably gonna do something whether it's an ep or a mixtape or something soon enough so i can just get out more songs i mean i've got a lot of songs that are kind of just almost done or done or sitting around so um it's more about the timing everything's got pushed back as well with um you know everything going on in the world so yeah yeah it, it hasn't been a kind year for music that's for sure but everyone's <laughs> yeah. doing their best. Um, so and people, it'll st- people will always listen to music, you know. So it's not like exactly it's going to go right. anywhere. Like it's just a matter of waiting it out. Yeah, absolutely. And as well as airports, you're an artist with, I guess, your fingers in a bunch of different pies, so to speak. So as well as producing music for, you know, airports, the project, you're also heavily involved in music production for for choreography and dance troops. Um, and for those that aren't aware, you've worked with, you know, Rich Fam and, and Dance Boss, which is of Channel 7 fame. But how did all that come about, man? Yeah, so I actually have my own production company that specializes in um, in the dance world and, and brands. Um, that came about just through the grapevine years ago. I was um, just hit up by a few great choreographers in, in the Sydney scene and they needed some music done and then um it kind of it worked out and then i got a lot of like recommendations and it kind of just built from there and and then i ended up being like a bit of the go-to guy for that in sydney um and now it just has grown to the point where i've i've started it as a as a company in a full a full-time service um i've got other producers that i work with as well to take care of the demand and yeah it's really cool it's it's going really great we've we've also been able to do a bunch of corporate campaigns for brands like coca-cola and fanta um yeah it's just been it's something that really like hit me out of nowhere but i think being a producer across a lot of genres uh, for a long time already i was able to handle it and i think that's why it it worked um and and now that's kind of like running that business is is my my full-time thing but that's also uh you know subsidizing airports and and my own artist project which Mm -hmm. is my number one thing yeah and i guess does it does it give you a a greater sense of creative freedom as well because i can imagine when you're writing stuff for 
you know, um, dance-related things, it's going to sound a lot different to airport stuff. Yeah, yeah, it really, it really does. Um, and what I've realised, though, is it actually is such a good... Like, as a producer, it's a really amazing type of music to make because we have a lot of creative freedom while doing it and it's all about like energy and like impact in the music it's so different to like a song because you're you're adding things that are a bit out of the box to to really accentuate like what the dancers are doing and how they're moving um so it's like its own it's like its whole own thing in itself but um it's actually been so refreshing and now I've kind of been like knocking back working for other artists like I used to produce for a lot of different artists but I honestly grew kind of out of that and wanted to put all of that energy back into my music and just the dance stuff because what the dance stuff has done for me it's left me with so much more creative creative energy to put into my music um, whereas if I write and produce a mix for like other artists I quickly expend all of that energy on, on them and when I believe it should be going to myself because that's my number one desire. So, mm. yeah, it's it's taken a lot of years to get here and figure it out, but right now it's such a good thing and I'm, I'm, very, uh, I'm very blessed to kind of have it not fall into my lap because it, it took a lot of hard work, but, like, it did kind of come to me and find me and then I, I built on it from there. Um, with with the great community as well like the dance community in australia is like so strong and a really amazing yeah just an amazing community you know and they're all really good people to work with as well mm. yeah it, it sounds like you've got a great balance going there man and are you much of a dancer yourself or did you just no not at all <laughs> not at all i mean like i said before i i, I love michael jackson's music and stuff when i was young and i I wish I learned to dance like him, but um, I didn't. <laughs> um, yeah, somehow I, I figured figured out how to make the music work for it, and that's what matters. So <laughs> <laughs> that's all that counts. Um, yeah. And before we get on to sort of what the rest of the year holds, I was doing some digging on your on your Instagram and, and came across quite an interesting post. I wanted to wanted to bring yeah. up, and and that's your mm-hmm. your former alias Northy. Um, mm. The the ten year challenge was was too good to pass up, and and the MySpace <laughs> nostalgia was, yeah, was unreal. Yeah. Um, how much of an influence was uh I mean, I'm certainly not one to talk. I feel like Short Stack and, and Never Shout Never were the hairstyle <laughs> yeah. inspirations of that day yeah. and age. But oh man, was it Crazy. a bit of a uh, like an underground MySpace DJ scene or? Oh well, what's funny about that is that that was like the pop punk days me but i was already like i i grew up in like on on like blink 182 and newfound glory and all these pop punk bands and then when the myspace era hit it was like the second wave of that and everyone was really into that and i really got into that scene and and me and my friends are really into all that kind of music but i was already like operating as as a dance music like dj and producer and what happened um with the myspace era and the artist I was at the time called Northy. I was DJing clubs, but then I started playing these like local, like all ages gigs. And they, they were mixing like bands and DJs on the bill. 
Um, and I started DJing and because I already like naturally looked like a pop punk kid, like I had the skinny jeans and the colored shirts and the, the big emo hair, <laughs> but I was playing different music. It like the, the kids kind of like caught on to me and I just suddenly built this fan base out of nowhere. Cause I looked like one of them, but I sounded like not like the bands, like I had my own music. Yeah. And then I ended up, it ended up kind of building to a boiling point where they wanted me like this is months down the track they wanted me to headline that show. So I decided to release an EP, um, which was kind of like blending pop punk and EDM. It was real weird and it was so MySpacey, but uh, it worked at the time. And it was just like, yeah, it was an anomaly. And I think um, kind of like how Skrillex did it, like he was from the post-hardcore kind of emo, screamo scene. And he was a singer in a band, like a really big band. And then he did electronic music. So he looked like, that that crowd but he sounded like something else and then he also created his own sound and then it just worked out because he was such an anomaly between these different like scenes and i actually hope i can somehow do that again like i really liked that um mm. i think it gave me an edge and and i think that's what i'm talking about now like i'm trying to find a sound again that kind of has its own thing and is different and stands out um, because it worked back then for me and I, I'm, I'm hoping that I can maybe do it again because I really felt individual and I really felt like myself then. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess speaking of sort of hopefully finding that sound and, and releases in the future, what does the, the rest of 2020 hold for yourself yourself and airports as a, as a project? I know COVID sort of ruined a lot of the start of the year, but hopefully uh sort of a big finish to come yeah oh you know we we find a way like i i had different like music video plans and then i had to come up with something for uh you know don't sleep anymore was done in my house and in like one room and it came out looking really good and you feel it too um instead of like coming up with something that i would have usually done involving a lot of people for a music video um i ended up involving a lot of people online to kind of share a lot of vulnerable things about their life. And it ended up like a really like beautiful music video. So I think e- either way, whether we're still in some form of isolation or not, th- there'll be a way for um, the music to prevail. But um, I am planning to do more singles, that's for sure. I'm now considering doing a body of work of some kind. Um, and I'm hoping that I can do at least like one show maybe this year like you know maybe not we'll see how the industry is going i mean i haven't played gigs for a few years because i've just wanted to focus on putting the music out first um but it would be nice to do something (laughs) so we'll we'll just see how that goes no too easy man well uh for anyone out there looking to listen to airports definitely jump on to you feel it too for fans of chase atlantic and everything in between um but Aaron, thank you so much for, for taking the time to have a chat with us. and yeah, oh, Thank you, Sam. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it.